welcome to Salam Nerds Podcast. Thank you to our supporters. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Yo, 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 salam, nerds. It's your boy, Neebs, a.k.a. Watch with Neebs, and I'm here with my co-host, Jazz, a.k.a. Jazz Jazz Binks. Jazz Jazz Binks? <laughs> Wait, did I miss something? Oh, did you? Did you? Did you not realize? Did you not realize? At the end credit, who was there? I actually see the end credits. I just watched the whole thing right now, and I didn't finish the credits. Jazz, there was a special <laughs> guest on the show today. But before we talk about the special guest on the show, let's talk about the special guest on our show. What? Welcome, Ryan. What's up? Woo. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk with you guys. No problem. Ryan is a buddy of ours on Twitter, and he's also part of the Agents of Fandom. We're trying to collect them all like Pokemon, having every single one of them on our show. <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah. Oh, people in the comments already. Oh, Carlos is giving us a Ramadan Mubarak. Thank uh, you, nice. brother Carlos. Thank you, Carlos. Yes. Today is the first night of Ramadan. So tomorrow we will be fasting. So that'll be really cool. Um, yeah, I guess we got to keep it clean now, Jazz. <laughs> Ramadan. We got to be on our best behavior. Oh, we got Adam in there. Hi, Adam. What's going on? Hi. Listen. Ryan, tell us a little bit about yourself, like, other than the fact that you're part of this amazing organization called Ages and Fat. Oh, man. Uh, where do I even begin? Um, you know, I'm fellow nerd, fellow person in the fandom of all geek culture. You know, uh, I'm a fan of Marvel, DC, Star Wars, and all other things. Like, I mean, recently, biggest passion is, you know, the Creed franchise with Creed 3. Oh, that nice. Just came yeah. out. Like, yeah. that is, that that movie just meant a lot to me because I had no connection to, like, the Rocky franchise. It mm -hmm. wasn't until Ryan Coogler's Creed back in, like, 2015 where I really jumped in. And then that one kind of just, like, really, like, hit me in a way. And I was like, that's, like, the best way to do, like, a, a new legacy while still yeah. continuing a franchise. And yeah, that, yeah, like, again, that's just one thing outside of like the traditional geek them that I'm like really passionate about. But yeah, I mean, I'm just happy to interact with people online and find this like positive community, which is so rare <laughs> nowadays. Wow. That's very cool. Actually, we have not done our Creed episode yet. So oh. maybe we might bring you back on for that. What do you think, Jazz? I'm down. Um, I actually saw Creed this weekend. So Oh, that sounds perfect. I know you're a big anime fan. There was a lot of anime inspiration for Creed, so I can't wait for you guys to talk about that. <laughs> it, it was straight up anime. Like, yeah. <laughs> I can't even deny it. So I know Ryan's like, oh, yeah, it's different. It's all typical nerd stuff. Like, no, bro. It was typical <laughs> nerd stuff. <laughs> I mean, and that's what you expect from, like, Michael B. Jordan, such a big anime fan. Like, you knew yeah. him, like for the him, biggest weeb <laughs> exactly and like if he's going to be behind the camera you know he's going to implement all of that 
<laughs> for sure, for sure. Now that was that was really cool. Maybe we'll have you back for that. The also thing that we have to do is we have to do uh, Shazam. Shazam is another thing that we got to do soon. And then I believe we're gonna go into Love Is Blind next week, also for our reality TV special. So all you guys uh, keep in touch for that. We're we're gonna be going strong through Ramadan. We're gonna keep it a little bit more PG, but we'll still be here. <laughs> yeah, uh, are we gonna do John Wick or is that too violent? Oh, we're done for John Wick. I forgot about that. I, is it out yet? Because I already watched it. I got it early screening. I, I think it's coming out this week. That's why. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Steve, Jazz, if you were here, I could have took you to my early screenings, but no, you're all the way in Texas. Well, no speaking comment. of being all the way in Texas, <laughs> let's talk about a story a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> that, well played. Well played. <laughs> you know my transitions. You got to love them. Listen, Mando <laughs> is out here, and you see a bunch of Mandalorians just out there training, doing submission moves and like sword fighting and wrestling moves. I was like, very cool, very cool. And then Grogu's just out here kicking rocks and just playing with rocks. That turned out to be not even rocks. They were like freaking they were crabs. They were crabs. I was like, oh no, Grogu's got crabs. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, not in that way. But still. <laughs> Keeping it PG God already. Damn it, Neebs. <laughs> well, that's not what I meant. <laughs> All right. But, but Mando, Dinjar, and it's like, you know what? Grogu, you got to learn. You're going to learn today. Mm -hmm. You're going to learn today. Let's go. So he takes one of the younglings and he goes, all right, I want Grogu to battle. And first thing he says is, why doesn't he wear the helmet? He goes, he's too young to speak the creed. And he can't speak, even though he's 50 years old. He's still a toddler. <laughs> he's still a he's toddler. A toddler. What, yeah. what can we say? Um, but he says... Um, one does not speak unless one knows. And I love that line because when that little kid was talking to Mac, he was like, Listen, one does not speak unless one knows. So if you don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> what are your thoughts on that, Ryan? Oh, man. I I mean, first off, like, it's just hilarious that, like, uh, Din Djarin's just like, yeah, you know what? Let's just put, let's just put you up, in a, up against someone already. Like, you, we haven't really seen him really fight someone besides like using the force but just for din Djarin to be like yeah, yeah you're ready for some reason like it's like um you know someone brought it up um in the ages of fandom stream about this where it's like it's like a sports dad where it's like you know what we're just gonna put you into the things i like we're gonna let you try it out we're just gonna <laughs> we're gonna throw you in the deep end basically and you just go for it whatever happens it's a learning process and it's like a soccer dad <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> No, this is straight up football, like American football, dad. Right? It's like, oh, yeah. here, here's some uh, pads. Go, go fight on the field. Just, just, just go. Grogu <laughs> walks like a little kid in football pads, just like wobbling down the field. Yeah, that may have been me in middle school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, and also like Bo-Katan uh, Bo puts on the little bracelet, and she's like, "It's okay. He's just proud of you." She was so <laughs> sweet to him. It was really like a mom and dad kind of thing. I really liked it. <laughs> yeah, I, and it's just funny where Grogu just like puts his arm out, like, "Yeah, yeah, put it on." She's like, <laughs> "Oh, he's so cute. I hate it. I hate how cute he is. It's amazing." And the then what like, I got from that was that um, Grogu was like. Are you sure you want me to do this? Are you sure this kid is ready to face me? Are, are, are you okay? Like, that's the feeling I got when I kept looking back at him. I'm like, oh, he's about to kick ass and he knows exactly what's about to happen. And then everyone else is like, oh, let's see what happens. Let's go. Let's have some fun. 
that's exactly that's exactly what i feel like too that's really funny uh and then um the guy hits him with the two two things right in the chest and then he's like all right man stop playing let, let, let's do this thing and then <laughs> boom dude does a bunch of jumps gymnastics shoots him three shots in a row grogu wins i'm like oh snap grogu takes the w mm-hmm. uh, did you guys think grogu was gonna win or did you think that he was gonna take the l bro no question like we we knew he was gonna win when he kept looking back like is it okay if i go all out yeah is it okay (laughs) yeah no exactly and i was like thinking when the kid was doing just one shot at a time and then grogu just does all three i'm like wait what why why didn't that kid just like you know like i i guess like he's just trying to give mercy to grogu like you know you kind of let him have that yeah but does that mean when Grogu gets to speak, we're going to see a Grogu helmet? Because that's sure. going to be exciting. That's going to be wild. I Bro. think that's what we're all waiting for. <laughs> yeah, he's a foundling, right? So by definition, yeah. the moment he starts talking, if he can say the creed, he has to wear the helmet. That's going to be so dope. I hope they oh, make like, a dope looking The dope comments are going wild, man. Ryan, yeah, like, they, oh, they, they love Ryan. Oh, yeah, man, that's, just the the of, that's just the ancient of Phantom Army. Like. <laughs> oh, Phantom Army. We love, we love Ryan. Adam's like Grogu was not gonna get packed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. All right, so this little kid is uh, a little salty, so he kind of like walks over to like the river and you know kicking rocks, uh, not <laughs> crabs, but actual rocks. Yeah, <laughs> and then a fucking pterodactyl picks him up and takes him away. <laughs> like what the hell? Honestly, like first uh, episode, it was like a fucking, it was a freaking crocodile, and then yeah. now it's like a pterodactyl. It's like you guys are living on Jurassic World right now. It, like the it, amount it of is. times, like these just animals are just coming out of nowhere and interrupting them. I'm like, it's crazy. I'm like, where are they? the Savage Land? Is like the X Men? Is just like where are they <laughs> yeah. going here? Oh man! So like, they all go after him with jetpacks. But Bo-Katan is the only smart one to be like, let me get into an actual plane and follow the thing. And they're all going like, bloop, 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 bloop. you see them like puttering and then like jetpacks stop and they're in the middle of nowhere. Bo-Katan is going to be like, I got to pick these motherfuckers up on the way back, don't I? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And then like she's smart enough and has enough foresight, even though she hasn't seen this animal, to be high enough where it doesn't track it. She... Uh, puts the coordinations down so they can come back to it later and then they go back and then put in a search party which I thought was really smart. Bo-Katan is really putting out like I am a leader. I know what to do. I get shit done. She is legit. She is not somebody mm-hmm. who just stands around and waits for orders. She acts which I thought was really really cool. What did you guys think about Bo-Katan's actions? Ryan? Honestly like um <laughs> uh carlos one of our agents of fandom kind of brought this up where it's like so the plot of this was this the bird takes the kid away bo-katan follows the bird then goes back tells them where the bird is even though she knows where it is brings them all back and it's like it's just a lot of back and forth but like i think you bring up a good point where it's like it's smart because she she doesn't know what this animal can do like if she just goes in head first with the ship, like who knows what's gonna happen to that kid? And who knows what other creatures are out there? If that bird is alone, if it has its right. own family, yeah. like an actual army of birds. So I think like it it was a smart decision on her to like, okay, let's let me reassess this, let me bring yeah. back people, let me tell them the plan, what we can do. And but yeah, like she's definitely taking charge. She's not even asking for permission. She's like, This is yeah, 
mm-hmm. I love that. And I also feel like, like yeah, this happens. <laughs> like, <I was> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Like, it happened before. <laughs> what can we do? Oh, my God. The, the, the mountain's too high. But can I have, like, yo, I used to climb that all the time. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's like, this, yeah, like, we, we lost kids before. It ha- It's like, this has happened, and you have, like, no pre-measures to anything. <laughs> no plan. Nope. <laughs> it's happened before. We have nothing planned for this. We're yeah. just going to be, you know, Ash versus all the Spearows from Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Every time this happens, like, <laughs> it's going to walk right in to an army of this stuff and just let it happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, just like you said, man. It's a Bo-Katan uh, takeover Israel <laughs> army mm-hmm. Zen. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and someone said that bird was flying too fast, not going to lie. It was a fast bird. Oh, SR-71. Levels of flight, it was, like it was like a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, like pterodactyl. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> it's a Megazord. <laughs> oh man, that was really really funny. All right, so the search party goes with Go, um, Bo Katan, and then the armor is like, "Come on, little Grogu, you have much <laughs> to learn." And then Grogu just like waddles into the cave, <laughs> and then she starts like armoring stuffs, and he sees these sparks, and these sparks happen to jog a memory i don't know if he jogged a memory right then and there or maybe all his memory came back when uh luke worked with him maybe a little bit of both right um but he sees order 66 and we get to see what happens to grogu during order 66 and then jazz i don't know if you noticed but keleron beck was ahmed best yeah the guy who plays jar jar binks so yeah i i the thing in my mind connected now the yeah. moment i started thinking about his name like oh right that yeah. was jar jar yeah dude i my heart just like burst it because like this is somebody who for those of you that don't know somebody who was bullied by the toxic fandom to the point of suicide that is wild the way the uh, fandom treated him was terrible terrible and he did the best job he could with that character look i'm not the biggest fan of jar jar banks but he did a great job of doing what lucas vision was right told him to do this he brought in the drunken style martial arts into it all this cool stuff uh, also, shout out to my friend Reeves. Reeves is the biggest, biggest Jar Jar Binks fan, and she was like crying. <laughs> She's like, "Redemption, we will have our day." <laughs> She's like, uh, the, uh, she thinks that uh, Kelleron Beck actually took uh, Jar uh, Grogu to the Jar Jar Binks and his people because the ship that came was actually Naboo. It was a Naboo ship. So I think that's a pretty good theory. I really like tracks. Yeah. Yeah. And I loved the sequence, the, the, the getaway, the lightsaber, the dual lightsaber battles. Um, I believe Ahmed best was also this character in a game show once. And I think that's uh, where you first see this character. And it's just so cool to see the folk uh, lore and, of all this stuff of Star Wars coming together and no one deserved it. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. I love Ahmed Best. He is actually from the next town next door. He is from Maplewood, New Jersey. So I'm from Newark. The next town over is Maplewood. And because we would get beat up playing in Newark uh, <laughs> by gangs, we would actually like walk like three miles to Maplewood and play there because that's where like the white people were. So we, like, we felt safer. So he's like wow. basically in the next town over. I, I gotta say, Columbia High School is where he went. So I'm 
really glad. I'm really happy. Um, what are your thoughts about Ahmed Best coming back and him being the one who saved Grogu? Uh, Ryan? Oh, man. I mean, like, again, you, you like perfectly captured like the redemption of it all. And, you know, he, it, it sucks that like, I mean, the fandom now is very toxic too, but like back then, like to, to bring a person to that point in their life and for, again, he was doing what the part asked him to do. Like, and, you know, he didn't realize like how badly received that, that role would be like, you're back then you're like, I'm going to be in a star Wars movie. Yeah. Like that, you, you, you had like the original trilogy back then and you were coming, you were going to be in this new iteration you know welcoming back new fans and grabbing new fans and like that's that's not on him like that's not he was just doing the role and like it's not it wasn't like a terrible role like it's it still adds to the story in a way but like again it, it was yeah you can trust dave filoni for sure like to to redeem these kind of moments and like right. give, mm -hmm. and deliver on like such heartfelt moments that are that that are meta but also like impact the story too because yeah. now like kellerman will always be known as the guy who saved grogu yeah, yeah. Like, that, that's amazing no also, better honor than yeah. saving grogu also <laughs> here's my question how toxic does a fandom have to be to bully a person be before social media <laughs> like what they do they wrote him letters like motherfucker sat down and like dear slim i hate you <laughs> like scan letter and like and then they they bought a stamp they licked that shit put it in the mail and sent him death they like, spent 50 cents on this it, it wasn't even free we hated somebody we really hated somebody like, what the hell no that's wild that? yeah it was wild, man. Yeah. I can't let's believe it. Let's go to the comments real quick. Uh, my God. Everyone kind of agrees. Nothing but love for Emma the Best. Uh, you know, we got TJ in the comments. He was on <laughs> last week. Yeah. Saying Ryan's so cute. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> People are a big fan of New Jersey, apparently. Oh, let's go. Jersey. You know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Just because she broke your heart, Jazz, doesn't mean nothing. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Every time, Jazz is always sour on Jersey. Oh my God! All right, all right. Listen. Then uh, Grogu comes back from his flashback, and he gets this crest. He gets this little crest, and she's like, "Ah, you'll grow into it." <laughs> so like, I'm like, "Oh shit! Is Grogu gonna get big?" I didn't know. I never thought about that. I mean, obviously, he's gonna get bigger but like how big is he gonna get is he gonna get to yoda side could he be bigger than yoda like i never thought about grogu getting bigger what about you guys Honest? i mean no go jazz yeah um so yoda was that size but like i want to say maybe twice as big yeah. so seeing that sigil and him growing into it actually tracks like that makes perfect sense to me I want my baby Yoda to stay baby, man. I want him to stay small. I'm like a mom. I'm like, please don't grow. <laughs> uh, honestly, with the way that species ages, like, I don't think we're going to see that for a long time. Like, Yeah, like a couple 50. hundred years. He's 50. Like, she she just prepared him for, like, I don't know, the next, like, century or whatever for him to grow yeah. into that. Like, that, it's going to be a while. <laughs> That's true. He's going to be 400 when he puts that on or fits yeah. into it. Exactly. Oh my god, that's so funny. Uh, all right, cool. So now, now let's go back to the search party. So the search party is out there and they're camping, and she's like, Bo-Katan's like, so um, how do we eat with this? <laughs> 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 what 
which I, he was like, uh, you don't. You have to go and be uh, far away and you eat alone. And I'm like, oh, shit, Mandalorians always eat alone. That's kind of sad to me. That made me sad. Uh, but, you know, part of their culture, whatever, is it, that's what it's it is. It's an honor. In yep. fact, if you're the party leader, it's an yes. honor. And you can stay by the fire. You can stay by the fire. And she got to stay by the fire. Was mm-hmm. it Paz Vizsla who said that to her? Yes. yes. That's, that means something. For Paz Vizsla to say that, he's mm-hmm. like, and you find out why. You find out mm-hmm. why a little bit later, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, so here's the thing. But with observing the rule, she was like watching all these people. She doesn't walk the way. But she's been like, all right, let me humor them for now. But it's gotten to the point where I think the creed is growing on her. She's like, it still isn't taking it off. She's still been doing it. I don't know if she's going to be like that way forever. I don't know what happens. What are your thoughts? Ryan, you want to go first? Um, yeah, like I think, you know, we from from Clone Wars to um, her little group at uh, in season two of The Mandalorian, like she's kind of her 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 community kind of just died down a little bit like as reduced in numbers so, oh i think like she's just looking for that sense of camaraderie and like she's found out now with the watch and like you know although she doesn't like 100 percent believe in everything they do i think it's interesting that she's willing to learn about it like she's not having this closed mind to to their yeah, to their ways yeah, she's open to it yeah so I, I i like i like that we're getting to see that growth Without her having to say it out loud, which is something like cleverly done throughout yeah, mm-hmm. this episode, is that she, we, it's like even though she has a helmet on, or even when she takes off for that brief moment, like we see the thoughts going on in her head just through her facial. She's or, such yeah. a good actress. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's got the head. In. I know what she really wanted to do was take the helmet off and fit like this on her throne, and <laughs> <laughs> like she always does. Right. <laughs> oh, Mando's coming! Hold on, let me get on my throne. Like, yeah. She always does that. All right, let's go to the comments. We got some good comments here. Yes, we do. TJ's (laughs) going to break my heart. (laughs) That is correct, TJ. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, we got Emma here too. Emma, don't forget to stay for our Bachelor content. It's going to be wild. (laughs) Yes, Emma's in the comments. She misses us. We'll be doing the Bachelor stuff right after this episode because uh, the Bachelor was two episodes this week. Oh, no, Jazz. Jazz, that was my fault. I thought the Bachelor was two episodes this week. It was actually one episode, so I scheduled it by mistake oh. for Wednesday. That was on me. That's my bad. Eh, whatever. <laughs> it's, all good. it's all good. All right. <laughs> I like this comment by Carlos. He goes, Yoda was a minute ball. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that was so I- good. <laughs> Yo, Carlos, you wild. <laughs> we gotta uh, bring we him gotta on. Car- but we gotta bring him yeah. on after Ramadan because I-, I don't want to hold back. If Carlos is going to be here, we got to go all out. So we got to bring him in in like uh, April, May, okay? No, fun fact. Fun fact. I actually asked Carlo to come on our show too, and he said his wife broke his laptop. <laughs> He's living life. Man's got it made. Oh man. TJ is asking, right. how old was Yoda in his prime? Okay. Um. So 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 they age differently, right? Um. The best way I think of it is like scale it. 10x human life right so yoda would be in his like absolute prime probably like you know 250 years old to like 600 years old and then he starts slowing down up until about you know the age of 900 or for humans to be 90 when he just passes away so i yeah it's like just think of them as 10 living 10 times longer than us 
That makes sense. I can understand mm-hmm. that. That makes yeah. sense. Uh, we got Carlos here, like <laughs> eat between teams. <laughs> that's really what they do. I've only mm-hmm. seen the Mandalorian eat once, and that's when that hot girl wanted to marry him <laughs> back oh, in episode I'm... season one. <laughs> <laughs> no one can blame him. Yeah, no know, one can blame him. All right, all right. Yeah. Uh, we haven't gotten to that part yet, so let's go into they're climbing the nest, and mm-hmm. then we find out when they get to the top. Uh, Paz Vizsla does a Leroy Jenkins and just goes up the net <laughs> and is, and then you find out it's because that's his son and they're like oh yeah. wow didn't know that makes sense why he gave uh, Bo-Katan the honor because Bo-Katan is the one that putting all this together and like Paz was the one who was like oh man this happens all the time like bro that's your son <laughs> I'm just like thinking have you lost other kids to this thing? Like yeah. that's what I'm thinking. That's my thought too. Like, is this not your first one? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like his. Like he had four other kids before that. They all got like. Oh man! And then like, homie brings this huge Gatling gun everywhere he goes, and I'm just like, bro, that's kind of well, heavy. duh. You go that's big a- or you go home, man. All right. You, you, I like it. I'm with him on that one. But uh, no, the biggest clue of them being related had to be when um. You saw the colors of their armor, right? Yeah. The colors of them are very similar. And uh, even in this episode, uh, it was the armorer who said, you know, we pass on some of our best cross steel to our foundlings. Yeah. And so when the armor matched colors in the past, right, I was like, oh, there's probably something there. In, in this episode, we finally got to confirm that this is just all part of the culture, but also yeah. that he is the son of Paz Vizsla. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense. All good yeah. stuff. That makes sense. All right. So here's the weirdest part. They're over there in the nest, and they're like, they see this body, and the body turns out to be three more baby birds. So I'm like, oh shit, where's the kid? And then the bird just comes up and throws them up. Which and is like, that's that so weird. I get it. I get it because that's how birds feed their kids. Like they, they regurgitate into them. But like, that motherfucker, he was in there for 24 hours. Like, what yeah. 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 Was he though? Like, I don't know, Mickey, maybe she just kept him, like, in a cage or something. Like, I, I don't know what happened there. Like, I'll, I don't there's know. no I way he was long, in there for 24 hours. How long was he in that bird, bro? Yeah. <laughs> like, it went, yeah, it went from day to night back to day. So I'm like, right. What, what, like, what did that bird do with him? Is it like a pelican where he just, like, hangs out in their gull? <laughs> oh, like... <laughs> my God. Please, no. I'll have oh, nightmares God. of that. <laughs> Oh my god, that that was wild! All right, armies in the comments like that kid's been through so much. Beat by Grogu, then kidnapped moments after. That's a rough day, man. Yeah, his dad gave up on trying to find him. <laughs> Quite literally, he did. Dad's like, "Oh, that kid." All right, I'll just make another one. Like, <laughs> life oh. goes on. Yeah. Oh man! All right, so, oh, so- mommy Bo Katan's back. Well, this works out for everybody. Hey, hey, hey. all right. So now they have another chase. This time, the the bird creature, whatever, grabs uh, the kid in their claw. And they're like, okay, we're going to do this. And they go after him. And they start using all these maneuvers and using their flames and using their grappling hooks. And, like, they finally, you know, basically bring it down. And then, like, Pask is caught in their mouth. <laughs> it's a whole thing. It was a great sequence. It was a mm-hmm. really, really great sequence. And then you see, like... Uh, Bo-Katan and basically uh, Din Djarin being the main people who get to save them. And then the bird falls into the ocean and gets eaten by the crocodile thing where we, where we see it in the first yeah. one. right? And I'm like, 
you know, maybe like they could have brought Grogu. Maybe Grogu could have forced like you know negotiated with the with the pelican bird or whatever, and oh, like yeah. gotten the kid back. Who knows? But they didn't do that. Um, yeah. What are your trauma is undefeated. <laughs> That's what <laughs> in the comments. <laughs> what are your thoughts about that whole sequence, the whole fight sequence, and fighting the bird? I thought it was really great. I thought the special effects were really great. I thought the sequence were amazing. Uh, Ryan, why don't you go first? Oh yeah, I mean, so I mean, let's let me tie this back to the beginning of the show. Like, let's go. so Carl, Carl Weathers directed this, so mm-hmm. I mean, Apollo mm-hmm. Creed himself, and this is mm-hmm. the second time. Um, mm-hmm. he he directed uh, an episode of season two, but like this one, like really amped it up. Like, he really got to show a lot more action in this, and again, that sequence, like that was intense. Like, you, it doesn't, it didn't feel like the CGI was soft or anything like that. Like. You see, you see these zoom out shots zooming in on the different Mandalorians surrounding the like bird creature, and like even Bo-Katan when she fell, yeah, like oh yeah, that <laughs> Pokemon, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, and you just see like Bo-Katan fall, like it, you felt that tension like coming, and again, like just seeing that creature, like that felt like Jurassic World again, where the creature just ate the other creature. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It did feel like Jurassic World. You're right. Good point. What about you, Jath? What are your thoughts? Man, so this sequence was really cool because, like, some people probably really got freaked out, like, when they showed all the details of, like, the baby bird's faces. Like, something was just disproportionate. And, like, you saw, like, snot and blood and whatnot. Like, oh, that's so gross. But, like, I appreciated it. Like, it's... It was so good. Like, you, you felt like it was believable that these are real things. As mm. gross and grotesque as they were. Like, Fair. I feel like this was nature being nature here. And I was like, oh, this is great. I, I, I'm enjoying this. And then um, when uh, the mama bird was flying and, you know, they were fighting, I loved how, like, when she just, like, flapped her wing to smack uh, Boca's hand down. Yes. I was like, yeah, okay. Like, a bird that big would probably have that much force to do that. Like, Good job, physics team, whoever did that. So. That, that was a little bit of a bitch slap to Boca Tan. Yeah. <laughs> like, it makes sense. I, it made perfect sense to me. I'm like, great. This, yeah. this is the new Star Wars. They actually care about the little details. I love it. <laughs> what did the five fingers say to the face? Slap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So they save the kid, uh, and then they go back. And then, uh, yo, I got to say, I don't think it's something I ever mentioned before. Because I just love the armor's voice. Her voice is just so soothing, especially when she goes mm-hmm. like, "Come on, Grogu," or like when she's talking to Bo-Katan. Like something about her voice is so—it's not monotone, but it's so like I just don't know how to describe it, man. It just makes me feel like everything's gonna be okay. It's not like warm and fuzzy, but it's also like direct. I don't know something about her voice. I just really like it because like she's not super friendly with Bo-Katan, but she's like, oh. Your armor is damaged. Let's go fix it. And like mm-hmm. she does it in like a way that's not like overly friendly, but not like hesitant. Like not, she doesn't like begrudgingly does it. And then when they talk about the mythosaur and they talk about what uh, sigil she wants, like she's like, yeah, you want to do that? She wants to know about the story. She wants to know like, hey, mythosaur belongs to all of us. You can do that. It's your right. She is so like matter of fact about everything. And like it doesn't matter if something is good or bad, it's just like the way it is. And I She's just love her voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she is. I, I She's really the do matriarch love her. of the coven, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um so she tells him about the mythosaur. What are your thoughts about that? 
man. Ryan, go ahead. Uh, I mean, it's it's interesting, like how how she responded. Where it's like, oh, you just you just saw a vision, and she's like, no, I, I I know what I saw, and she's like, well, this is the way, and it's and it, it was just a weird read on like, um, do they do do they just kind of blindly follow their way, and there's like. You, you can say that, but we're just going to keep believing like it doesn't exist. Like until we see it otherwise, like we're just going to, you know, keep believing that the mythosaur is a myth. Right. And it, it, it's it's just got myth in the name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like it's just interesting, like, and then how it ends with Bo staring at the the mythosaur uh, symbol. And it's like yeah. she's planning something, clearly. I don't know what. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if she's going to bring the Mythosaur over. They're going to bring them to Mandalore. But it's interesting where it ended. I don't yeah. know. But I, I did want to say that I did notice that Bo is getting more and more comfortable with the armor to tell them that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't think she would tell anybody. I thought she would just keep it to herself. But she feels a level of comfort with the armor to tell the armor that. Mm-hmm. Jazz, what are your thoughts? Like I said, she's a matriarch, right? She's the mom of the group. Yeah. And even like, you know, when your kids said something crazy, like... <laughs> oh i just saw a ufo it's like okay yeah you probably did see that right but then she's like and the kid's like no no it's real and then like it's like there's some evidence of it and then do like oh all right that's real i'm sure the government's taking care of it but uh in this case i'm sure the myth is real we will deal with that when we get there and so she's like this weird mix of skepticism but then she also truly just believes everything she's hearing and she's able to process and make decisions so quickly. I'm like, this woman has experienced a lot in life. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if we find out later that she has seen the mythosaur or a mythosaur in the mm. past herself. And that's why she'll be like, hmm, okay. I guess. So Jazz, you, yeah. Jazz, you bring up a good point. And I want to ask this question. Do we think the Mandalorian society and culture is a matriarchal like culture because what i realized is that the armor is like their leader in that situation uh but also they never hate on bo-katan for being a woman they hate on her for the house that she belongs to but it was never because she was a woman they never undermined her for that it was only the house that she belonged to even uh paz vizsla was always what you call it you know hesitant about that because of where she came from not because she's a woman i wonder if that's really true so I know there are other matriarchal societies in Star Wars, mm-hmm. and I would not be surprised if the Mandal- uh, Mandalore is another one of them. Like, yeah. uh, or, or at least the second. Uh, what were those? The the witches. Oh, the, the the Night Sisters from yeah, yeah, yeah the Night Sisters. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that was a matriarchal society, and so if they're gonna do that in um, this was in I believe it was in Rebels, right? Yeah. Which is a bit more recent as opposed to some of the older Star Wars cartoons or shows, yeah. then it makes sense that they're going to do it here as well. And then, even in you know the Clone Wars cartoons, right? It was Duchess Satine who was the leader of Mandalore. Yeah. So it's always been matriarchal to some degree. That's interesting. Also, they're like created, this is the way, which is a substitute for your welcome. And we know that women don't get thanked enough <laughs> in real life. <laughs> <laughs> of course, they would come up with it. <laughs> <laughs> everything tracks, it, tracks. Yeah. it all makes sense now 
Oh, man. All right, let's go to the comments real quick. Carlos is saying, her voice in the episode made me finally look up who the actress is. Good Lord, we got to get that helmet <laughs> off her face. She's gorgeous. This oh, is, is not she? the way. Oh, oh my oh. God, dude. You, she actually is. Yeah, oh, I got to look this up. Oh, you have no idea. What, like... <laughs> oh, man. All right, I know what I'm going to be doing. It's Emily this. Swallow is her name. She, she's just really okay. pretty. So, I got to yeah. look that up later. All right. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Then the other thing that I wanted to mention, um, what is this thing? She says to Bo-Katan that saving a foundling is the highest honor for a uh, for a Mandalore. That mm-hmm. is pretty cool. That is so. She has been here for like twenty four hours. She's like <laughs> helped Grogu fight this match. She saved a kid. She got new armor. She's like the head of the hunting party. Like she is making moves, and she did something. That is the highest honor of Mandalore. That's this is a busy 24 hours for Bo Katan. She did it all with the headband on, and no one got to see. <laughs> yeah, Bo Katan and that kid that got kidnapped. I know, I know. What a rough day. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. That that is cool. Um, no, but that's the cool part about Mandalorian society. It's that anyone can do it, right? And I feel like even if it wasn't Bo Katan, even if it was like some random, you know, protagonist. Mm-hmm. That just came in and started doing everything, right? Let's be like, all right, cool. Yeah. Welcome to the club. They, they are very open. Once you take the creed, you're one of them. Mm-hmm. That's I, really cool. I, I love that. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter where you come from, what you've done. Once you're in, you're in. Like, that's, that's really cool. I like that. I think you just described a gang. He's got to do this one test and then you're good. <laughs> All we got to do is jump you and then you got to wear these colors for the rest of your life. And then you're in. Once you're in, you're in. That's exactly what they're doing. Except instead of colors, it's armor. <laughs> oh, man. All right. And then, yeah, like you said, it was directed by Carl Weathers. He did a great job. Um, great episode man i really really enjoyed this episode uh i hope we get to see another carl weathers uh directed episode um i didn't have a problem with the last episode but it it veered off a little bit and there is a lot of talk of the ratings dropping which i thought is interesting ryan do you have any comments on the ratings dropping um i think like uh i think this season in particular like in in general like this whole season has like kind of dropped in comparison to the first two and Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's also in terms of subscriptions for Disney Plus dropping, like the lack of content that they were producing. And I don't know if The Mandalorian, like as of like watching it week to week, is like enough for people to kind of resubscribe. I think they're like kind of waiting for it to be done to kind of before they resubscribe. And and even some of the talk about this season in particular is like isn't as hyped as the Mm -hmm. previous seasons were. And I think that's just because there's just so much content coming yeah, out yeah. in general, like not even just Disney Plus, like Netflix, everything else, mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, what, we'll just kind of wait and see once it's out, then, you know, I'll, I'll then I'll tune in. I think a lot of it does have to do with their contract with uh, with India. So basically what people don't know is don't know is that in India, uh, Disney Plus is bundled with uh hot star which i believe is a cricket app it's like a sports app so if you get disney plus you get them both and once um they split them up all the people who had disney plus dropped it because they were really just there for cricket disney plus was just a bonus to them uh and cricket is a big deal in india like huge uh so in they all lost... the colonies really yeah, yeah. Like... <laughs> 
So they lost like 3 million subscribers or something like that. A lot of it was due to cricket. Uh, I think that might have a little bit of due for the uh, for the ratings. Who knows? But I still think the content of this season is really good. I think they are going in a different, different direction from the last episode. Uh, but I'm still curious to see where it goes because there is a little bit of cloning, a little bit of like what they're going to do with the baby's blood. Like, I don't know. We'll see. So I actually like that in this episode. We saw the tip of that mountain again. Yeah, uh, I saw that too. I noticed And that. I was like, oh, that's why they had that episode last <laughs> week. Just for this little, small little cameo here. Just a <laughs> tip. Just a tip. Just a tip. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I wasn't going to say it, but okay, you said it. <laughs> No, and um, back to the Star Wars fans and the ratings dropping, right? This is nothing new. This happens every time the Star Wars show. Hmm. People get bitchy about the dumbest shit, or they're going to complain like, oh, you know, the past Star Wars is better. And then 10 years down the road, they're going to be like, oh, this is revolutionary. This is the best thing ever. I was at the start, and I loved it from the beginning. And no, you didn't. You were bitching about it. But, like, (laughs) that's just what they do. This is what the Star Wars fandom is. And so even though the ratings aren't good now, you know, five years from now, it's going to be the top of the chart still. Just watch. Yeah. Well, either way, uh, this episode to me was Ahmed best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. What are your final thoughts before we wrap this episode up, guys? Uh, Ryan, let's start with you. All right. Um. So, I mean, we're we're at the halfway point of this season, mm-hmm. which like is shocking to me. Like, I feel like we just started, and I think we're at a point now where things have been set up on the mandalorian side with like you know now they have this like team camaraderie they have this relationship with each other now and it feels like they're building up to something with this group like with seeing them train and even them like doing the repelling on the mountain i think yeah. like they're 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 setting them up for some big moment and mm-hmm. i'm excited to see what that'll be um cuz yeah, i get we're already halfway through i think it's time to start setting up the finale already so Mm. i'm interested interesting jazz what about you what are your thoughts for a 30 minute episode this was a fantastic piece of work um there was just so much content and action jam-packed into it i like it i I didn't even notice it was 30 minutes right it could have been like an hour it could have been an hour and a half i wouldn't have cared it was that good uh this is peak star wars you know we're getting into what i believe you know is like the like we're in the crescendo of it mm-hmm. and we're about to hit the climax. It's going to be amazing. So I can't wait to see where the show goes. I, I'm excited too. And like, I know it's a good episode of star Wars. Cause as soon as I turn it off, I just look at myself and goes, God, I love star Wars. <laughs> like, like uh, I just, yeah, it to myself. exactly. I, I, there's nobody around. I was like, I'm in my basement at three <laughs> o'clock in the morning and I just turn off and I'm just like, God, I love Star Wars. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love what Carlos said in the comments. Star Wars is like SNL. Everybody always thinks it was better 10 years ago. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan, before we go, let people know where they can find you so they can hit you up. Oh, okay. So I am Ryan underscore reflects. Uh, make on all socials like Twitter, uh, Instagram, Letterboxd. Make sure to put that underscore because if you don't, 
you're gonna find an optometrist so <laughs> make sure to put that underscore in between ryan and reflex um you know what happened i didn't put reflex i put ryan flex like you flex and i got this <laughs> bodybuilder and i was like damn ryan looks like he might have a sleeper oh. body like it might just be totally <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just hiding on, under this you know just a big shirt actually i was like mm-hmm. he's like the hulk he's just like flexes and he just becomes huge you know just like ryan flex huh oh no it's ryan reflex <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah yeah and you can find like all the content i share on the agents of fandom page uh agents of fandom on facebook instagram tiktok on twitter we're agents fandom so and you can find us on the agents of fandom.com for all reviews news breakdowns theories everything like that all right, you know what we gotta do man we gotta what? do like a bingo card of all the agents of fandom like <laughs> oh my god contributors man. and like <laughs> have it like randomize and then see gets to bingo first. Oh, yeah. oh my god, I'm so gonna do that. I'm gonna have every single one of them on, and we're just gonna become a sister channel to them. That's really all it is. Yeah, yeah let's do it. <laughs> That'll be so funny. Oh man, I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for joining and everybody on the podcast. Everybody joining us. Remember to like, share, comment, subscribe, leave a good review because it's ramadan and do it for your friendly neighborhood muslims <laughs> <laughs> until next time guys salam nerds peace Bye.